0: This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sportpens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole.
1: Welcome to the podcast. We have another informative show for you. Before we welcome our guest, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. Now, this helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents right here on the WVSA digital network. With us today is John Mata. He is the president of U.S. Adult Soccer Association. He's also an entrepreneur and small business owner. John, welcome back to the program.
0: Yeah, glad to be here Marcus. Thanks for the invitation.
1: Oh, you're quite welcome. You were the first person I thought of when we were going to talk about this subject because, you know, not only are you the president the, the newly elected again for another term president of US Adult Soccer, but you're also an entrepreneur and small business owner and figured this would be perfect. Now, today on our program, I want to talk a little bit about business. And I think there's maybe some misconceptions out there, some myths, some falsehoods about what businesses are sometimes they get a bad rap being the evil empire, and and in some cases, rightfully so. But I, you know, like I mentioned to you before, I, I think the the majority, the greater good of, of of businesses are out there looking out for their employees, looking out for their customers, as as opposed to just being thinking about the bottom line and we got to cut 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 and we don't care we just got to get the job done whatever you know way we have to so you are the perfect person to have on the show to talk about this because the biggest point you've owned businesses you own businesses you've done this you know the majority of your life and um, you know let's talk to somebody who has the experience right
0: well, sure. Let's go.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive right into things. Sure. Why are small businesses important to our communities?
0: Well, looking at my small business and many that I know, uh, small businesses. Number one, they employ local local people to and give them jobs. And like most small businesses, they employ a lot of teenagers, which gives these teenagers, you know, their first job and gives them, you know, lifelong experiences, you know, like, you know, dealing with customers, which is not an easy task. It uh, teaches them how to handle money, teaches them how to uh, socialize with, you know, so many different personalities. So, you know, having, having being able to give people, especially teenagers, their first job, is, I think is a very important aspect of, you know, kids growing up. And, you know, second to that, you know, having business in the community, uh, I mean, when you go to a local soccer game or a local little league game, what do you usually see on the uniforms? A local business that sponsors the team. So without local businesses and small businesses in your community, you know, these sponsorships would not happen. So not only is it healthy to give people, you know, jobs in the community. But they also support, well, most of them do, support the local community with uh, sponsorships and and scholarships for kids that are graduating. I mean, all sorts of things like that.
1: Now, you mentioned uh, about first jobs. And a lot of our players are going to be getting a job this summer. Maybe it's just a summer job. Maybe it's their first job ever. Um, as, yep. as somebody that owns a business, what, Qualities are employers looking for from employees.
0: Well, you know that's a great question, and you know I've been in business for 41 years with uh, Duncan, of course, and you know what I see in today's generation versus generations I hired you know 20, 30, 40 years ago is is a lot different. I think social media really, you know. Uh, has an effect on the the younger generation today. Uh, And what I see today is a little bit less lack of number one, respect, uh, loyalty, uh, you know, and I mean, there are some great kids out there that that are fantastic and show up for work every day, are dependable, responsible people. But, you know, in today's world, what I see is, you know, People just don't care as much as they used to. It's like, you know, they don't show up for work. They don't show up for an interview. They don't call. They don't, you know, it's it's just a different world out there. And in today's world, there are so many jobs. I mean, I call it the pandemic of 2021 is lack of workers looking for jobs. I mean, if there, if you're looking for a job, there are gazillion jobs out there for just about anybody that is looking for a job.
1: I can't go go anywhere without seeing a sign in the window saying now hiring.
0: It's everywhere, everywhere. And, you know, and it's terrible, but, but that's, that's good and bad. Uh, The good is that, you know, uh, unemployment rate for an example, up in New Hampshire where I live is very low. So, I mean, that's a plus, but the bad part is there's no place to work. and, and, What I'm seeing is that there's such an abundance of jobs that kids today, you know, they'll go on the computer, they'll apply for 10 jobs at one time and they'll set up interviews uh, with 10 different people and they probably only show up for one. So there'll be like nine businesses that are hoping to, to do an interview and these, and they don't show up. I mean, it happens almost every day. So the responsibility is just not there anymore that, uh, you know, hey, I've got an interview. I got to show up. I got to show that I'm a responsible person. And as an employer, I mean, that's a quality. Whether you're, you know, looking for a job or anything in life, you got to show that you you are a responsible person. And the other part is, you know, don't just quit on on, on uh, for any reason. Uh, again, you know, years ago, kids used to give you at least a week to two weeks notice before they left. Today, if they don't like the job, they just don't show up and they don't call and you try to call them, they don't answer their cell phone. It's, it's just a whole different world out there. So the one thing that I would stress is if, if you're looking for a job, be responsible because that's a quality that will follow you through life.
1: I agree, especially on the instance that it transfers over into other aspects of your life. If you're the type of person that's showing up late to your job, when you go meet your buddy Mike at the movies, and stuff nine times out of 10, you're probably going to be late. And then of course yeah. that frustrates your buddy, Mike and everybody else <laughs> that's involved. And, you know, and you don't want to be that, you don't want to be that person that, uh, that Mike talks about and like, Oh yeah, Kevin. Yeah. He's going to be late. You know, he's always late. Uh, you know, that's yeah. just, that's Kevin. Uh, stuff yeah, like that. And yeah. it's, you know, and, and, and you're, and you're right about that. I mean, there's so many jobs available out there to, to folks today. Um, it, it, it's, it's crazy. And, and I keep remarking to my family and my kids who are, you know, getting summer jobs uh, yeah. this year, you know, home from college and and that's the one thing I tell him, I said, you can go pretty much do about anything, anything you want. Yeah. I said, if you want to do food yep. service, you can do that. I said, if you, you know, want to work in a, in a store selling stuff, I said, you can do that. Um, you know, there's a lot of advice out there about how to design a resume. Um, you, yeah. you, you, Google it and it search, you know, it comes up with a trillion entries on how to do it. Um, what are some things that you would recommend to our young people to put on their resume, especially if they don't have much or any work experience?
0: Well, I mean, what I what I would recommend for the, especially somebody young that's probably looking for their first job is, you know, their activities at school is important. Like, you know, what have they done, how they volunteered in the community would be great. Uh, because those things show your character, right? I mean you may not have a job but, but if you're volunteering in your community at your church, at your school or whatever event it may be, or you know you're involved in school extracurricular activities whether it's playing sports uh, or joining some you know club at your school, again that shows it shows what kind of character you have and it shows that, you know, you're responsible and, you know, you carry that for your community or you care for, you know, your, 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 school activities. So I think, you know, that's important is, is, you know, and, and, you know, the one thing I would say is if you're not looking for a job, now there's always something kids or high school kids could volunteer for. And I think there's nothing more valuable on a resume than, you know, if you're volunteering for like, for example, the soup kitchen or, you know, a kid's home or, you know, that, that that it takes a lot for kids to volunteer and but but I think on a resume, you know, showing those type of activities is definitely very important.
1: You know, sometimes we and we talked about this earlier, um, businesses get a very bad rap as being evil and only concerned with profits. Now you know, there are bad companies out there, and, and you know, I, I get that. I'd like to think the majority are, are pretty good. Um, and, and, of course, you know, this may exist uh, a lot at the corporate level where that's their job is to concentrate on the stock price and concentrate mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the bottom line and things along that lines. But that doesn't necessarily translate down to the local level, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, that you own a number of Duncan stores and, uh, you know, being a, an original New Englander myself, I've run for many years on Duncan, And, um, you know, talk to us a little bit about that, about, you know, how, how it is at the local level for, for a lot of these places.
0: Yeah, you know, you're right. And I'll be the first to admit, I mean, there are like in any industry, any jobs in society, there is good and there are bad. I mean, are there bad business people that only care about, you know, the bottom line? I mean, even even as small businesses, I've seen that happen. You, 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 we should try to look at the good and, you know, small businesses in, in in general. Of course, I mean, nobody goes into business not to make money. Why would you go into business and and go through the stress, and invest a lot of money, put everything you own on the line uh, if you weren't going to make, you know, try to make a profit. But I think the majority of small business people truly care about their employees, try to do what's best for them, you know, giving them, you know, benefits, uh, whether it's vacation time, health benefits, dental benefits, you know, most of the the small business owners I know, they provide that, you know, especially franchisees. And you're talking about, you know, bad raps, you know, the one thing that I see is that franchises, which I own a franchise, they get the biggest bad rap because when people drive by a Dunkin' or a McDonald's or a Wendy's, whichever one you want to talk about, the first thing that people see is that big corporate name, Dunkin', McDonald's, or they're, they're making billions of dollars a year. Yeah, maybe the company corporate is making billion dollars a year because they own you know, locations throughout the world. But that, that McDonald's or that Dunkin' or that Wendy's that is inside your community, people don't understand that that is owned by a small business owner that probably lives or, you know, in your community. Uh, that Franchises that get the worst wrath because of the big name that they carry in front of the store. So what I tell people is, you know, you know, we may carry their name on on the, on the, on the building, but, but inside it's run by a small business person and people need to understand that it's not the corporate giant, you know, that, that runs these, it's a small business person that probably invested everything they own, you know, to get into that business and, you know, and trying to succeed and trying to help the community while they're going along. So, yeah, I mean, Did the businesses get a bad rep? Yeah, you know.
1: One thing I I don't think a lot of our young people understand um, when it comes to being employed is the total compensation plan. And I think that gets lost because it's not instant like a paycheck is. Yeah. You don't get yep. that instant, you know, here's your paycheck, here's your money for the week or by week or whatever. You know, here it is. It's yours. You know, you've, yep. got, you've got paid time off. You've got 401ks, you've got where employees match up to a certain percentage. You've got Mm -hmm. medical, you've got vision, you've got dental, you've got, you know, at some companies, stock perks. You've got all these other things that they put in that may not necessarily be monetary, but they are costing the company something. Um, Talk to us a little bit about that, about, you know, considering the total compensation plan when you get a job.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I look at my business, so yeah, you know, you, you, you get, you start working at an hourly wage, right? Right.
1: Uh, if
0: you're a full-time employee, we do provide medical, we do provide dental, we do give them paid vacation, you know, after they've been employed for a year, you know, uh, we we do give them some, some time, you know, pay time off, you know, if, if needed. But, you know, again, you're, you're exactly right, since it's not money in their pockets, they don't see that as compensation. You know, one thing that's also a hidden factor is the unemployment uh, deductions that the employees take, right? So, when you when you look at your paycheck and you've got FICA taken out, right, when we, when we report that to the government, we have to match that amount to the government. So, whatever you're taking out, the employer almost matches that to the federal government, which is putting money into your retirement account, per se. So that's another expense that businesses hold that, you know, people probably never realize that, you know, my employers actually have to pay money to to my social security, right? Mm-hmm. So it's true. There are a lot of hidden costs that people don't realize. And, you know, and for an example, you know, at Dunkin's pretty much around the country, you know, I mean, they're allowed tipping, right? I mean, right. people throw a buck in a cup, or you know, the the loose change in a cup. But at the end of the day, we have employees that are you know bringing home an extra twenty bucks a day in tips, right? So if you multiply that by you know eight hours, let's say, you know that's an additional two two dollars plus an hour. So if they're making ten, I mean twelve, thirteen dollars an hour. You add that two dollars to it, now they're up to fifteen dollars an hour. You throw in all the other benefits, they're probably up to twenty dollars an hour,
1: right? And a lot of businesses too. Um, I know my wife's employer does this. Uh, they paid for her to go back to school,
0: yeah, some do. yep, I agree. And, and actually and at Duncan in New in New England, we have a partnership with the Southern New Hampshire University that they can go take courses there at a reduced price if they're a Duncan employee. so there's another benefit that's out there that you know that uh, that's available for employees,
1: yeah, I think it's so important to consider that whole total compensation yeah. package when you're Uh, when you're considering uh, for employment. Um, Putting putting on your managerial hat, if you would, for a minute. I know we talked a little bit about this, but what do you expect from an employee? A couple of traits.
0: Oh, well, definitely, you know, dependability is probably one of the biggest. I mean, if you go out and get a job, be dependable. I mean, if, even if you're playing soccer, I mean, if, you know, if you've got a game at nine, you know, be there at eight thirty, right. Don't show up at five minutes to nine. You know, the, the one thing, you know, and I, I've had this trait since I was 16 years old, my first job, my first job was at a hospital janitorial, you know, during high school when I was 16, I used to start work at 6 PM every night. I was at the job at 5:30 every single day. Every day I was there five half hour before. And and, and, and I do that for hey, I go to meetings. I'm there early, I'm there half hour before. So the so one thing I would stress is being dependable. I mean a dependable person is is a very high truth. Of course honesty is, is very important, you know, uh, in my business, especially when we're dealing with cash, uh, you know, you, you want people that are honest and they're not gonna be stealing from you. You know, you gotta remember that whichever charge you get you know, that, you know, anything that you take from that employer, that's money you're taking away from, from them, from their business, you know, from their bottom line. So yeah, honesty is very important respect, you know, your business, uh, whichever job you get, respect the business owners, you know, assets per, per se. Uh, I mean, I think those are probably the two most important dependable, be dependable and be honest. I mean, is is definitely two traits that if, if you have that growing up, you should never fall by the wayside.
1: Now, in in my work experience over the last uh, thirty plus years, our you know I've encountered good bosses. I've encountered horrible mm-hmm. bosses. Um, what's some advice that you would give to our young soccer players out there that are getting jobs and 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 how they could deal? Uh, with maybe a a bad boss to better their situation. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, my, my thoughts is, yeah, I mean, I've had bad managers that I've had to fire myself, you know, and, you know, the way I look at it, and I look at growing up in, in life the same way, is no matter who you're dealing with, there's always somebody higher than them that you can talk to or somebody you can reach out to to make a report. So, if, if you're working at a, a location and there's a, a bad manager, reach out to the owner of the company. I mean, you know, I respect when, when employees of mine call, you know, come to me with issues. I mean, it's very intimidating to call the owner of a company, right? Right. But you'd be surprised that how many owners want to know what's going on and they want to hear from their employees, uh, you know, so don't be afraid uh, don't be intimidated to try to call the owner or even the boss's boss because you know, nobody should live or work for a, a bad boss if they're doing things that are not right. You know, if they're mistreating you or whatever the circumstance, no one should work under those circumstances. And just remember, there's always somebody higher than that person that you can reach to reach out to. Now, if it's the owner of the company, you know, and it's probably the top of the totem pole and, you know, you can always reach out to government officials, right? If if you're being mistreated by the owner, you know, you can go to the labor department at the state level or, or other agencies to report that, you know, or actually what I would do is I would try to sit down with that owner and says, Hey, you know, I, I think you're mistreating me. Uh, you know, uh, I don't like it. I, I want it to stop. If it doesn't stop, I I might have to leave your employment and, you know, and report it, you know, be upfront with them. You know, there's nothing more powerful than being upfront and truthful with someone and letting them know what, you know, what the issues are. So.
1: All right. All right, John, as we kind of wrap things up here, if you could uh, just give our young soccer players one piece of advice to keep with them over their lifetime, when it comes yeah. to their job, when it comes to employment, what would that one thing yeah. be?
0: Okay. One thing that I find that you know people don't realize, especially when you're 16, 17, or 18, you're in high school, we're, we're all foolish when we're in high school. I mean, just like social media, you know, watch what you post because, you know, in five years, they might come back to bite you. The one thing I will say is, and, and, and this has happened not a lot, but it's happened a few times during my career as a business. where you know, high school students will be working for me through their high school years, you know, two, three years, whatever. And then they go on to college. And then, you know, following college, they sometimes want to apply for some serious type job. For example, you know, a CIA job or something that requires a very high security clearance. Now, when somebody wants a job like that, that really requires high security, um, the federal government comes down and, 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 and wants information all the way down to when you were in high school. So, you know, just remember that, you know, I've gotten calls from the federal government to evaluate employees of mine that will, you know, worked for me when they were 16, 17, 18, but now they were trying to get a high clearance job at the government. And they, they want to know what type of person they were when they were in high school. I mean, they, they track all that when you want a good playing a good a good job like that so just remember that when you when you get your first job that you know again be dependable be loyal be be trustworthy you know uh have all those traits because you no one knows what the future holds for us and you may be that one person that wants that big job or whether it's with the you know high clearance with the federal government and they may go back to your your former employers to get you know, a, a background on how you were as an employee. So if you were not dependable, if you if you were caught stealing, I mean, and, and that's reported, you know, I really doubt you're going to get through that clearance that you're looking for. So, you know, my advice would be, again, you know, when you go for your first job, treat it with respect, you know, be be very dependable, be loyal, be trustworthy. And, you know, if you have those traits, you should succeed in life, you know, all the the time.
1: Awesome. That's such great advice. John Mata, president of United States Adult Soccer Association. We appreciate you coming on the show today and talking to us. No,
0: I I love it. I love doing this. And, uh, you know, if I can help one kid out there and succeed, you know, I've done my job.
1: Awesome. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast.
0: You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network. Or find us on our social media platforms at WVSoccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.